The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuzzo. Thank you so much for joining me here today on Born to be Breastfed. Happy New Year to everyone. I hope you're having a really, really great start to your New Year's. I have to tell you what my executive producer at Voice America said. Yeah, he said it usually takes until the first Monday when everybody comes out of their champagne coma. (laughs) I loved it. Okay, so are you still in your champagne coma or have you decided to come out? I certainly know that here in my office, and as you know, my real job is to be the director of education at Breastfeeding Outlook. And so we're just kind of coming back today uh, eager to get to the new year, eager to open the office. We do hear that we're getting a snowstorm here in the greater Washington, D.C. area tomorrow, in which case um, it'll remain to be seen whether or not we are actually opening office tomorrow. But indeed, today we are here. We are ready to go. And we hope you are ready to go with a brand new year. I would like to thank all of you who have been wonderful, wonderful listeners for the last mm, a little bit more than one year. And in case you haven't already figured this out, I will be with you for the year 2015. I've already got my contract with Voice America. I'm on. We're on. It's you and I together every Monday night, 6 p.m., 3 p.m., Pacific time. So be sure to join us. I know, though, that many of you are probably joining us by podcast, and that's okay. We're just really, really grateful for you because honestly, without listeners, there just wouldn't be a Voice America. Without listeners, there wouldn't be a Born to be Breastfed radio show. So thank you, everyone, for all that you do to keep pushing that button that lets me into your home, and I am grateful to be there. I want to talk to you, though, about New Year's resolutions. What are New Year's resolutions, and how do they go? Did you make a New Year's resolution? Did I make a New Year's resolution? And if so, What is it exactly that either of us are hoping to achieve? Now, let me just start out with myself. It's always easiest to start with the very first person. That would be, hello, me. Um, I, I had a goal 
to be doing this radio show every single Monday of 2014, and I did it. And to increase listenership, and thanks to you, I've done that. And my goal is to increase that to many, many more by the end of 2015. But what are your goals? I have a few others, by the way. What are your goals? Maybe you have goals that center on things that you'd like to do for yourself or for your family or for your job or your career. Or maybe you have goals and resolutions about breastfeeding. How long are you going to breastfeed your baby? Are you going to do exclusive breastfeeding, etc., etc.? So this is kind of a new beginning, a new time to start. So the question becomes, what about the percentage of people who actually make a New Year's resolution but don't achieve their goals? Well, according to the New York Times, and there's an article called Five Things to Know About New Year's Eve, according to the New New York Times, about 45% of Americans will indeed make New Year's resolutions. However, there's kind of good news and bad news. If you go to statisticbrain.com, you will see that good news as well as the bad news. The good news is that people who explicitly make resolutions are 10 times more likely to attain their goal than people who don't explicitly make resolutions. What does that mean? It means if you don't have a resolution, it's kind of like not a good thing because that means that you're going to float through 2015 being no more of a person, no more of a parent, no more of a professional than what you are right now. It would be so wonderful if we could all, I include myself here, if we could all wake up in the morning and ask ourselves, how do I become a better Marie Biancuso today? How do I become a better Joe Blow, Jane Smith, whoever I am? Well, you're not going to get that done if you don't have some resolutions. The trouble, of course, is sticking to it. And that's the bad news. I'm also getting this from statisticbrain.com. The bad news is that 75% of people maintain their New Year's resolutions through the first one week. And and I guess maybe if you don't see that as bad news, let me give you the flip side. The flip side is that 25% have already fallen off the wagon just in the first week. By two weeks, 29% have fallen off the wagon. That is, 71% have actually maintained their uh, resolutions. And get this, by one month, Only 64% of those who had New Year's resolutions are still keeping those resolutions in the one month. Only 46% keep that resolution past six months. And then here's sort of the really icky thing. Only 8% of people who make New Year's resolutions actually achieve them. 
So, that's kind of bothersome. You should maybe be wondering to yourself, which group am I going to be in? Oh, gee, I'd like to be in that 8% of people who make the resolutions and who actually achieve them. And there's a tiny part of you that is saying to yourself right now, oh, Marie, you don't get it. I've got a new baby. I'm nursing a baby every two to three hours. Or, Marie, I've got six other kids and I'm nursing a baby every two to three hours. How do I get any goals done for myself? All of those goals that I had about not eating so much and exercising more and on and on, how am I going to get all that done with being a nursing mother? Well, let's go back to looking at, is it good to make a resolution? And the answer is yes. If you look at a study that was published in the Journal of Clinical Psychology, what you'll find out is that people who make a resolution to change their behavior are 10 times more likely to achieve their goals than those who did not make any resolution to change. So get a goal, all right? Get a goal. It might feel a little scary, but I'm going to, I hope, help you to talk through it today so that you can think about how you're going to get a goal, stick to it, and be in that 8% on December 31st, 2015. You know, back to that study, I just wanted to say there were 282 people and they followed them for six months. So this is not just casual observation. It's casual observation also. But certainly with a good study like that, I think it's fairly fairly accurate to say most people fall off the wagon. Now, here's another thing also from the New York Times. It said that most people have common resolutions that focus on these, mm, I think there's five or six things here. First of all, all right, you you know what the big one is, right? Losing weight. Okay, so now you've had a baby, you've got some baby weight to be losing, and you're saying, I can't get these pounds off. Well, good news. If you're a nursing mother, you shouldn't even be trying to get those pounds off until at least one month after having given birth. At least one month, preferably more. We don't know that it's okay to be losing weight in that first month of life. And here's the other good news. You are nursing your baby. Breastfeeding burns up a lot of calories, You know, the old adage is that it burns up about a 1,000 calories a day. I'm not actually sure that we've got excellent research for that, but we've got fairly decent research for that when you look at an average across the board. So, yeah, most people have a goal to lose weight, and that's their part of their, their New Year's resolution. Here's another common one, getting organized. Oh, boy, this is a painful one, isn't it? I'm sitting here in my office realizing that I didn't have my lunch until 3 o'clock or so, and I was going to put all this stuff away before I go out of town tomorrow, and I'm not organized. A lot of people feel like organization is a likely goal. Maybe you have that goal as well. 
Maybe you've looked around the house and you've said, oh, whoops, things didn't get done while I was pregnant or things didn't get done because I was hospitalized or things didn't get done because, 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 because. Here's another one that is a common goal, spending less money and or saving more money. Hmm. Well, how come it is that that always kind of creeps up on all of us as a goal? It's a lot harder to achieve. And it also seems like when you've got a new baby, there's an expense for everything. Try then to just cut back and ask yourself with every purchase, hmm, is this a need or is this a want? Is this a need to have or a nice to have? Almost always, somebody has a goal around enjoying life to the fullest. Now, that could be wanting to take a vacation or wanting to do this or that. All of those things are perfectly legitimate goals. But then how many of us really do go without that vacation or that whatever it is? Visiting family, spending more time with uh, family or quality time. Here's another one that is a frequent goal, staying fit and healthy. Oops, well, that's part of that whole weight loss thing, isn't it? And by the way, I just want to offer you a little teaser. Next week, we'll be talking with Dr. Ann Eglush, and she'll be talking to us about uh, excessive weight and nursing mothers. And interestingly enough, I think this is very interesting, another one that is a frequent goal are wanting to learn something new every day. Well, lucky for me, guess what? You're here, you're with me, and I hope you're learning something in just this uh, radio show or podcast. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash donor. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. 
visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I want to repeat what you just heard on that voiceover. If you have questions for Marie, that would be me, send your questions to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. I'll repeat that. It's radio at borntobebreastfed.com. And for the year 2015, I and my team are looking at another really cool way that you will be able to ask questions because I know that so many of you can't call in. I always invite people to call in, and you're invited to call in today if you wish, but I know that so many of you are listening after the fact. And you're listening by podcast, and that's great. I'm, I'm just happy that you're listening. But We're going to try to come up with a cool way for you to be able to ask those questions. For those of you who are a little email shy or feel like it's goofy, uh, I would really like to hear your questions. I'd like to be able to help you. And speaking of goals, I would like to remind you what one of my goals was when I was in high school. I said, I want to be a nurse. And somewhere along the line, I said, I want to help people. So that's what I like to do. And I do help people. I know that that's a goal that I've achieved over many years. But I'd like to help you too. Because guess what? You're people. So please feel free to ask some questions. I'd really like to help. That helps me to meet a lifelong goal for myself. So as we talk about goals, which is what we were doing before we went to break, we talked about some things, and I'll summarize those for you. The things that people usually, according to the New York Times, will have the common resolutions that focus on weight loss, getting organized, spending less, saving more, enjoying life to the fullest, staying fit and healthy, and learning something exciting. Now, what they actually found was that, in fact, there were a few things that really were facilitators of people being able to meet their own resolutions, and those, the three things that really stood out in that study that I told you about from the Journal of Clinical Psychology, first of all, one was self-efficacy, that is pretty much relying on yourself to get the job done. Number two, the skill to change, which means that you've got to 
get your head out of the sand. You know, you got to say that I'm, I'm going to do this. And the readiness to change. How many of us say, mm, well, I really should do this. I really should. I really should. I really should. I really should. Well, until your musts, shoulds become musts, it's not going to happen. Because in your head, you're not really ready. So really ask yourself, am I ready? So this then brings to the next point, which is great, Marie, great that those are the three facilitators. What are the obstacles? Well, we don't have really much research around that. But I can tell you what I have seen over the years with mothers who are breastfeeding for either meeting their breastfeeding goals or those who are trying to, let's face it, nursing your baby is only one of the things that you do in a day. You've got a gazillion other things to do as well. It might be working outside of your home. You may have a very high-powered career. You may have a shift job. You may be uh, at home. But, oh, by the way, you've got to cook your meals, dry your clothes, you know, blah, blah, blah. All that takes time and energy. So what are the obstacles to really achieving the goals that you've set out for yourself? All right. Well, part of this goes back to what kind of a goal did you set for yourself? What exactly do you want to achieve? I've been schooled in this from the time that, oh dear, I don't know, from the time that I was a young nurse. So I was a young adult. And they are goals that are generally attributed to Peter Drucker's management by objectives. They're called SMART goals. So as you make a resolution for yourself or a goal for yourself, ask a couple of things about your SMART goals. And I'll tell you what SMART means. Is it measurable? How would you measure the success of your goal? Let me tell you what I think that mothers often feel about measurement of success with nursing their baby because they get such a big dose of this from the doctors and from the nurses. Mm-mm. Well, sometimes that's me. Oops. But, you know, the baby's weight is a measurement, but it's not the be-all and end-all measurement. It is one measurement. It is one data point. What else is going on with your baby? Is your baby happy? Is your baby healthy? All right. So SMART, the S would be specific. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that one, didn't I? Yeah, I think I said that. What exactly is it you want? You want to breastfeed? You want to breastfeed exclusively? You want to breastfeed partly? You want to breastfeed exclusively until you go back to work? What exactly is it? And then how would you measure it? The third one is attainable. Now, try to get a goal that is attainable. For example, don't expect things like having a young baby sleep through the night. That's just not an attainable goal. It's not even a desirable goal. Very often when mothers ask me how soon, and they will ask me this sometimes about a baby who's only two or three months old, how soon will my sleep through the night? I say, wait a minute, let's stop, let's back up. Do you really want your baby to sleep through the night? That is not a measure of success. 
as you know, a young baby, especially those who are two or three months old, that's the prime time when they are at high risk for SIDS. Sleeping through the night is maybe not something you really want to happen. Uh, What are some other goals that you have? Maybe you're trying to lose weight. All right, look at what's realistic. What about for yourself? Do you really expect to maintain uh, the hostess with the mostest? I can tell you right now, my house is less than clean, and I don't even have a young baby. Maybe that's not a goal that is really worth having, which brings us to relevant. S-M-A-R. R is relevant. What's relevant to you? What is your goal? What is your passion? Is breastfeeding until six months really your goal? Or is it someone else's goal? Here's one thing I can tell you with a reasonable amount of assurance. Breastfeeding pretty much has to be about passion. Breastfeeding has to be about love. Breastfeeding has to be about being committed to another human being. Because you are on duty 24 hours a day, seven days a week, if you are exclusively breastfeeding that baby. And there is nothing in the world that will get you to do that other than love and commitment that comes from love and hormones. That's how you're going to get through this. But if it's somebody telling you that you have to do it, eh, that's a little harder. You really need to own this. And then finally, the T of SMART goals is time-bound. Set yourself some goals for what you can do in thus and such a period of time. I know, for instance, that frequently when I was working in labor and delivery, I would get somebody who said, no, no, I'm not going to breastfeed my baby because I'm going back to work. Okay, great. When are you going back to work? Well, I'm going back to work at six weeks or eight weeks or whatever. Okay, well, how about you breastfeed your baby exclusively until you go back to work? That is a realistic, achievable goal if you own it. And by the way, I can't remember if I told you this or not, but I last month or so, maybe last six or eight weeks, worked with a young woman who at day three, after giving birth, informed me that she, that was on a Friday. And she told me that on Monday, she's going back to work. And she wanted some tips for how she could continue to exclusively breastfeed while she went back to work. And by the way, she did. And it's now a month or six weeks or eight weeks later. And she exclusively breastfed and went back to work full time, nine to five, no flex time. I think that's doggone hard. But it was her goal. And I knew that young woman well enough to know if that was her goal, that's what she was going to get done. So then, I talked about SMART goals as SMART, S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. I think I hit all five of those. Now, those are a little bit different than the goals for the nation. You've probably heard about goals for the nation here in the U.S. 
We've been doing goals for the nation since the Carter administration, which was the late 1970s. And you may know that right now, the goal for the nation is that by the year 2020, 81.9% of women will be breastfeeding their baby at some point, uh, to some degree, after giving birth. That's what I call the ever-never, all right? If they ever breastfed, that counts in that 81%. But right now, we're only at about 74%. The piece that's even more interesting, though, is the U.S. goal for exclusive breastfeeding through six months. The goal is 25.5%. But right now, we're only at, I can't remember if it's 14.1% or if they just upped it to 14.2% just a bit ago. In any event, here's the thing. That's the goal for the nation, but that's not going to work for you. You've got to figure out what is your goal. And when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about some ways in which you can overcome the obstacles that you may have encountered. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash donor. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuso? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. 
To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Welcome back to Born to be Breastfed on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Before we left, I was talking to you about actually writing a goal for yourself. And by the way, written goals are more easily more 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 likely to be achieved when they are written as opposed to when they're just swirling around in your head. So we left off by talking about smart goals. Those that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Then I give you a little blip about the goals for the U.S. nation and how that may or may not be what your goal is. So I think in the last segment I told you I was going to talk about obstacles. Actually, I was just talking about how to set the goals. So now I really want to get to the obstacles. What are those obstacles? Here are things that I've seen over the years. The very first one is lack of focus. And this is where writing your goals really comes in handy. When you write your goals, and goals are not necessarily a to-do list. I think those are different. All right, so so maybe call the dentist, reschedule my appointment was on my to-do list today. But having a, a knock-it-out-of-the-park radio show was actually my goal for today. Those are different. All right, but but write those things down. The more that you can write down, the more real it becomes in your life instead of just swirling around in your head. Lack of focus also happens because you have a lot of noise in your mind. I'm reminded of Carly Simon's hit song. I want to say, now a lot of you gals are probably too young to remember Carly Simon's song that came out probably in the early 70s. And it was um, Haven't Got Time for the Pain. And there she says, you showed me how, how to leave myself behind, how to turn down the noise in my mind. Use that time that you have with your baby to be quiet, to center yourself, to focus on what you want for yourself, what you want for your baby, what you want for your partner, what you want for your family, what you want for your job. Take time, take that time to just focus on what's really important to you. Turn down that noise in your mind. Now, as you are nursing the baby, when you sit there, hormones actually help you to relax. When you're nursing, you get a spike in the uh, hormone called prolactin. It has a wonderful relaxing effect on the mother. It's there for you. Enjoy it. It's not quite as good maybe as an endorphin that you would have with a sexual experience. It might not be as good as exercise, but it might be better. All right, this is all hormonally driven, ladies. A lot of us get fragmented because we just have a lot of stuff going on. But honestly, when you're nursing your baby, that is a wonderful time 
time to be able to just take care of your baby and yourself. And you can always tell everybody else that you're busy because guess what? You are. You are busy. And silence is important. Most of us don't take enough time for silence. If you like meditation or if you've never tried meditation, this might be a time when you can start thinking about those esoteric thoughts. What about yoga? Now, yoga is not something that you can, (laughs) at least most times you usually can't do it while you're nursing the baby. But maybe yoga was a way that you used to relax, but you can't go to the YMCA at 1230 every day in order to do it anymore. Okay, right, I got that. But then you need to think about how else might you be able to do it. Is there an app that you could have on your phone? Uh, Answer, I don't know. But I know there's a lot of videos, DVDs out there, those kinds of things that would help you to do even a little bit at home, even if you can't do it at the place, the class, the whatever that you used to be able to do. So really look for alternatives. Uh, Somebody just mentioned to me today Pilates. That might be something that you enjoy doing. All right, what about, here's my favorite one for just good old relaxation. Actually, I have two favorites. One is pranayama. And I'll spell that for you if I've never mentioned it before. It's it's all one word. P-R-A-N-A-Y-A-M-A. Pranayama. I have an app on my phone for pranayama. You can set it for five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes. I don't know if you can do it for more. I've never done it for more than 20 minutes. But it's a wonderful way to relax and to bring yourself into a focus. Another one that I love is breathing. Now, I have the, mm, I think it's a CD. I've, I've now got it on my, I don't know, phone or iPod are both. Uh, It's Andrew Weil. It's Dr. Andrew Weil, and I'll spell his last name for you. It's W-E-I-L, and it's called Breathing, the Master Key. Now, let me tell you, this is a great, great way to not only relax yourself, but it's also really great for your letdown. So if you're feeling like you could have a better letdown, but you just haven't been able to achieve it, I will almost guarantee you that either the pranayama or doing the Andrew Weil breathing <coughs> excuse me, is a wonderful, wonderful way to relax, to center yourself, and to just get in focus. Focus is so important. All right, what about music? Music can help us to focus on good things. It might be something, I know sometimes when somebody comes in my office and they're feeling a little anxious, I will play like the ocean sounds or stuff like that. So that often helps. But also, music has been shown to help women with letdown. It's an old study, but it's a good one. Uh, Music also helps to lift our spirits. If you've ever been in the car singing by yourself, you know that this is a great way that you have been able to lift your spirits in the past. Well, now, how about try singing to your baby? Music also helps us to get moving. So if one of your goals is to lose weight, well, get moving with some music. 
Okay, all of those things were about the obstacle that I see, which is not being able to center yourself or not being able to focus. And those are some ways that help you to focus. The second thing that I see a lot of is negative self-talk. And by that, I mean the conversation we have with ourselves. If we keep thinking about bad stuff happening, pretty much it will. I looked really hard today to see if I could find the origin of a phrase that I heard or saw or read a while ago about the dark switch. All right, when you go in a room, if you're groping around for the switch, what are you groping around for? You're looking for the light switch. Nobody goes looking for the dark switch, folks, okay? If we really want it to be dark, we'll just turn off the lights. But Nobody goes groping for the dark switch. So don't have that negative conversation with yourself. It just breaks my heart when I hear these people say, oh, I'm pregnant and I'm going to try breastfeeding, but I don't know if I can because I'm so afraid he's never going to be able to latch on. Well, guess what? That's negative self-talk. Here's another one. Not being able to visualize yourself as successful. And it goes along with sort of the negative self-talk. But... Try to see yourself as you could be or as having already nursed your baby successfully. Sometimes we can just get on the other side of that. You know, your imagination, the right side of your brain is very powerful, but it cannot tell the difference between imagination and reality. So really help yourself to have a lot of emotion behind this. It will help you help your letdown help your life, help your goals. All right, next one that I see as an obstacle to not achieving your goal is not exercising. Okay, you're going to say to me, yeah, Marie, guess what? Well, I'm not going to the Y. Okay, well, bad news, I didn't go to the Y today either. But, you know, lots of ways that you can overcome that. Lots of couples have found ways to get exercise with the baby, depending, of course, how old the baby is and if it's snowing outside and all of that. But taking a walk with the baby in the stroller is an excellent way to get exercise. And oh, by the way, it raises your endorphins. Better endorphins, better likelihood of breastfeeding the baby with your goals there and reaching your other goals for yourself as well. How about investing in some home exercise equipment? That would be useful too. I love, for instance, oh, I love this machine. It's called the Gazelle. It's by uh, made by Tony Little, and I'll give you the uh, URL for that. It's www.tonylittle.com. It comes with a DVD, and you can do, he does, he just starts you out at 10 minutes, which is really great. All right, the other thing that I see is that people will fail because they don't do what I would call basically self-development. You are very focused on your baby, and there's nothing wrong with that. But remember, you have to take care of yourself as well. What are you learning? What are you reading? What are you listening to? Oh, you're listening to this podcast. Okay, hey, good. Well, that's really good. You're doing that for yourself to help yourself get motivated Cut out the clutter, get focused, achieve your goals for yourself or for your baby. The other thing is when I find that people don't write often enough. Maybe this is a good time to start a blog, even if it's just a blog for yourself, all right? But these are the kinds of things that can be help you to recognize, you get the reality, okay? Writing is another thing. 
when, when you start writing, you get a good piece of reality for yourself. And all of these things will help you to ward off all of the junk that you will hear from somebody who's trying to talk you out of it, somebody who's offering criticism, the pressures of going back to work, hanging out with people that maybe are not so supportive of your decision. If you can get all of that earlier, uh, cross over all of those earlier obstacles, the rest of that stuff won't bother you so much. You'll be able to settle down, get your new resolutions done, meet your breastfeeding goals. I'm Marie Biancuso with Born to be Breastfed. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash donor. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuso? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. 
Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuzzo with Born to be Breastfed. Thank you so much for joining us today. We've been here talking about New Year's resolutions, and I've been trying to impress upon you the fact that only 8% of people who set New Year's resolutions actually meet their goals. And actually, in the U.S., I talked a little bit about how few women actually breastfeed their babies exclusively until six months. It's actually about 14.2%. So my question to you is, what have you got to do to really be in the small percentage of people who achieve what they say they're going to achieve? Okay, well... I found some really some interesting general steps for keeping your New Year's resolutions at silive.com. And here's what they uh, identified, and I'm going to fill it out for you. Number one, identify attainable goals. Number two, plan your course of action. Number three, raise the stakes. Number four, be held accountable. And number five, don't be too hard on yourself. Then I'll end up with a little thing that I found on Quirkology, which gave some strategies for women that were different from than for men. So let me start out with first identify those attainable goals. Uh I think this goes back to what I was talking about earlier when I talked about the SMART goals. So I do want to reiterate what is attainable. And by the way, I would also say to you, when you perceive it as attainable, you're more likely to do it. When you say, I'm going to do the impossible, well, then you, you're kind of defeated before you start. Number two, and this one is so important, plan your course of action. Let's say that your goal is to exclusively breastfeed. What will you have to do to make that happen? What factors will be associated with your success? Do you know what those factors would be? If you don't know the factors that will actually make you successful, then pretty much you're doomed to failure. All right? If you don't know how long it's going to take you to get from point A to point B, well, then you're going to be late. If you know that you can't do your radio show without at least a few scratchy notes in front of you, you're not going to be able to do the show. It's the same thing. You've got to know what is going to make you successful, which is not necessarily what made somebody else successful. What do you need to do in order to make those factors or those situations happen? For example, are you going back to work? This is kind of two sides of the same coin. You've got, got to figure out what's going to make, make you successful, what's going to make you not successful, and then set yourself up to succeed. Number three, rate, and by the way, along with planning your course of action, I should add, write it down. Write it down, write it down, write it down. Research has shown over and over and over and over that a written goal is more likely to be achieved. And by the way, I look at my goals every morning when I wake up and every night before I go to bed. It's the first thing I do in the morning and the last thing I do at night. Why? Because I know that if I keep that written goal in front of my eyeballs, it's in front of my brain and I'm thinking about it all day long. 
All right. So number one, identify attainable goals. Number two, plan your course of action, including writing it out. Number three, raise the stakes. A study that was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association uh, said that the study found that people who wanted to lose weight were given financial and and they were given financial incentives lost significantly more weight than a control group. The the control group didn't get any financial incentive. Only about 10% of the people with no financial incentive lost the desired amount of weight compared to 50% of those who did not have that incentive. Okay, so you're saying to me, Marie, this sounds like really crazy. And how am I going to have, like losing weight is not even on my radar. That's not what I want to do. So, and, And what's this financial incentive junk? Okay, well, here's a website you need to check out. Check this out. It's stickk.com, www.stickk.com. And basically, they give you some general categories. And the general categories are things like lose weight, quit smoking, do more exercises, the kinds of things that are usually people's goals, all right? But then they give you a place for custom goals, So if your custom goal is to have a hot meal prepared every night, you can put that as one of your goals. It might be um, organizing your house or anything else. But the thing is, it's attached to some financial stakes. Now, the financial stake is optional. But if you want to, if you want to, you can find yourself, I can't remember now, but I think it's like a dime or a quarter or 50 cents or whatever, You can put in the amount of money that you want to fine yourself, a penalty, and you can donate it to somebody else or to a favorite charity or whatever you wish. That's a really great way of keeping yourself on target because you're penalizing yourself for every time that you kind of fall off the wagon. And they also have a list, which means that you can do the next thing, which is, I'm going to say, be held accountable. All right. Number four is be held accountable. You can do that with the stickk.com or any other way of giving yourself a carrot or a stick is one way to be accountable to yourself. But being accountable to others helps as well. You can put it on your Facebook page, or you can join a program like Weight Watchers, or you can uh, just join a group of mothers who are doing walking or whatever it is. But you have this accountability to other people who are like-minded. And by the way, Stick K also will publish. All right, Marie did whatever. And it's fairly I mean, I don't think you have to have your last name in there, but it's a great way of going public. Remember that those people to whom you are accountable are also the people who support you. And number five, don't be too hard on yourself. Sometimes people give up because they have what psychologist Janet, I think she calls herself Polivy's study said, and she was actually quoting a study that she did with uh, Herman and Mack in 1975 called the what the hell effect. So in other words, when people saw themselves going off their diet with, say, the ice cream, then they accepted the milkshake afterwards because they said, oh, what the hell, I've blown it for today anyway. So don't be too hard on yourself because that doesn't work. 
Before we wind up, I'm going to just give you a couple of hints from Quirkology. They talked about how it was important for women to go public. Not so much so for men, but definitely for women. So if you write your goals down, that helps you to go public with yourself. If you post them on your Facebook page or put them on stick.com or anywhere else, that helps with that publicity. Also, being persistent was one of the things they suggested for women. And to get new habits, they also suggested picking just one goal. I think that's because us women are so overwhelmed with so many multitasking things. So that's pretty much what I have for you today. I'd like to thank you for joining me at borntobebreastfed.com and like to tell you that it always goes way, 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 way too fast. I will be in sunny Orlando giving my lactation uh, course to professionals next week. But be sure that you visit us at borntobebreastfed.com. And I will have a pre-recorded session with Dr. Ann Eglush. I promise I will help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week and a great 2015. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuso next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby.